the first rule of therapy is don't give advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you give? I give you advice because I'm not a therapist anymore. Uh, well, perfect. Okay. <laughs> All of a sudden now I can say inappropriate things. I can swear what I want and I can give advice. And if they don't take it, whatever, it's your own fault. <laughs> I like that. This is Frisky North of 60. I'm Karen McCall. And I'm Mark Kelly. We bring you stories, good and bad, about love and dating in the North. And it's not all bad. It's not all good either. (laughs) Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. As you just heard, there's a new voice this podcast season, Mark Kelly. Mark has bravely agreed to join me on Frisky. Welcome, Mark. Well, hello, Karen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And we will get to Mark more in a moment. But first, I just want to give a shout out to Jordan Patrick. He was my co-host for season one. And Jordan has very respectfully dumped me, but for a good reason, because he is in a relationship that he would like to focus on. And Mark, I can see uh, something brewing. (laughs) Just wanting to clarify, to be clear. You guys weren't together, were you? Oh, no. I mean, sorry. Good. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, He dumped me as uh, a co-podcaster. Right. But like in a nice way, just like he he was too busy. He went for a walk. He didn't write you a letter. He he went for a walk and he said, it's not you, it's me. And in all fairness, I get it because last winter and the kind of the winter before when we were working on this podcast, like this podcast was my significant other. Like I spent a lot of free time on it. I wasn't really dating. Um, It is very time consuming. And actually I am dating someone right now. And I do see that um, it is hard to fit in podcasting and um, a relationship. So fair enough. Which is why our season only like one. This is the only episode. This is the only episode. (laughs) Because Karen's busy. (laughs) We'll see you again in 2023. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yes. Well, exactly. So, so far, um, we have, I think, eight episodes, mm-hmm. which we could add to, depending on, again, how yeah. busy we are we with our respective right. relationships. That's right. We reserve the right to add or subtract based on our dating life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really good when... When you okay. don't hear from us. Okay. So, um, I thought it'd be fun, Mark, to um, introduce you to our listeners uh, by... Oh, sharing your Tinder profile. <laughs> I hope you don't feel too vulnerable. Maybe a little. Um, I just wrestled your phone out of your hands. Uh, you've got a lot of great photos. We won't get into those as much. But okay, let's let's see what you got here. About me. World traveler, photographer, lover of coffee, craft beer, scotch, tattoos, mountain bikes, canoes, outdoor adventure, and smart-assed comments. <laughs> Not always in that order and constantly adding to the list. Like podcasting. Right. We can put that in there. I'll do that no, it is in there. Oh, is it in there? <laughs> it's in there already. Oh. You are up to date. I've been known to laugh at inappropriate humor. <laughs> like now. <laughs> Open-minded, ENM, campsite rule. I've heard of the campsite rule before. What do you, um, what does the campsite rule mean to you? You always leave the campsite in a better way than when you arrived. So in your relationships, you're, le- you're you're leaving your partners better off. That's the goal. That's the goal. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're not like leaving them emotionally damaged. That's and you that, that absolutely not. That's okay. right. And do whatever you got to do to put the fire out. Okay, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, rediscovering self. It's like growth. Yeah, I'm recently separated, slashed on the path to divorce, and uh, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what that means after 17 years of a long, long-term relationship. Yeah. Searching for passionate contentment. Uh, yeah, I want to really be, I want to be into being content. (laughs) (laughs) 
really passionate about, <laughs> about contentment. About being okay, yeah. Uh, photographer, as we said, go-getter, empathetic edge. Mm-hmm. Send me a note. I always respond. That is true. That is okay. I was going to ask. You have to swipe right first, though. In okay. this case, mm-hmm. right. But if someone sends you a message, you'll yeah, always respond. Yeah, I always respond. I think it's rude not to. I don't do the ghosting thing. No, you treat people like human beings. Right, as if I'd want to be treated that way. I don't like being ghosted or ignored. Uh, you're a man is how you identify and sexual orientation straight. Oh, you've got a Spotify anthem. Crash into me, Dave Matthews. Right. Tell I don't us know. About that. I don't. I do like Dave Matthews, like every middle-aged white guy does. But like, <laughs> it's it is. Uh, I have no idea how how Tinder and Spotify talk. Oh, so you didn't choose that? No, it chose that for you. Chose oh, it for me. I always. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that song, and it's quite appropriate. So maybe it looks for something like that. I have no idea, but it does. Oh. I haven't listened to that song. In, a long time. Although it makes me think maybe I'll put that on when my headphones, my headphones when I go back to my desk to process Christmas family photos. Oh yeah, so we are recording this just before Christmas with our planned release in um, early mid January. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were supposed to be drinking rubbing eggnog right now, but the stores were out of eggnog. There's a so. supply chain issue. <laughs> so supply chain issue of many things right now. Right, but we do have a giant bottle of Captain Morgan white rum that Karen has no idea where it came from. It's been in my. Closet, shall I say? I guess in my pantry for probably two or three years. Also because who buys white rum? People who like mojitos, like you said earlier. Okay, yeah, that's true. I do like mojitos. Uh, okay, the other thing about um, Mark uh, is that you are a former counselor. Yes, I was a therapist for a long time. Haven't seen clients now for coming up three years, yeah. But I was. I was in the helping professions for almost 30 uh, now you work as a as a professional photographer, but mm. you, um, which is awesome. That's how we sort of yeah. know each other. Yeah, that and dog too. boxes, I think. Oh, yeah. I tried to buy something from you off the buy sell once. And uh, we work at the same co-working space is how we got to know each other. So although you're not on Frisky in your cap- past professional capacity as a counselor, um, right. I do find that you, uh, <laughs> you still have that wealth <laughs> of experience and you give a lot of good advice. I don't use it very often, though. Yeah. You're good at your own good advice. <laughs> I don't take my own advice. <laughs> well, the first the first rule of therapy is don't give advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you give? I give you advice because I'm not a therapist anymore. Uh, well, perfect. Okay. <laughs> All of a sudden now I can say inappropriate things. I can swear what I want and I can give advice. And if they don't take it, whatever, it's your own fault. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so I thought on this episode, um, we'd talk about some of the advice that you have given me. Right. There's been some, hasn't there? There has been some. And it's it, uh, dating advice. Uh, you've given me lots of life advice, but dating advice in particular is all unsolicited. Relevant. <laughs> it's all unsolicited. I come to work and there's a post-it note on my uh, desk Karen, telling me what I should do. I need to talk to you. <laughs> one of one of the questions I have come to you about is um, going on, like out for beers with... Um, people who prospective dates and having that conversation of is this a date or not right because you is it a date or an interview what are we doing here no not a date or an interview but like a a date or just a friends getting together thing okay sorry are you talking about you and i no should we (laughs) (laughs) is there a you and i (laughs) well let's talk about let's talk about the time that i sent you a text that said Oh. Hi, friend. <laughs> the fastest friend box in the West. Yeah. <laughs> and you said that I had friend boxed you very quickly. And then I thought like, hey, I'm I'm like texting you and I'm like showing you my endearment as like, you're not just an acquaintance, you're a friend. 
Oh, that's so sweet. But you're like, oh, you just friend yeah, box that's me. That's that. So that's one way to let someone know that um, they're just your friend. Yeah, Crystal Schick did that to me. She's another photographer in town. She hey friended me yesterday. <laughs> and I like, uh, now I can't see that and not like burst into laughter because because I get them getting friend boxed all over the place. <laughs> hey, buddy, old pal. Hey, that's right. Uh, when I so I was going to well out for beer with someone. I think in that case I I was only interested in being friends with them and and I I was kind of I'm an overthinker so I came to you and I was like oh my god what do I do like what do I say and your suggestion was saying to them I really enjoy our friendship. Yeah, that's what. Why wouldn't you say that? I mean, it's so obvious. It, it kind of is. I I I really enjoy spending time with you and uh, we should do more of that. How about going biking? Or whatever. Like, just making it clear that I want to be in your life, but I don't want to be in your bed. On the other side of things, and I was interested in this person. This was a few months ago. I think I have also just said, like, is this a date to somebody, right? And they can say yes or no. I had also someone say when I was uh, hanging out with someone, I was kind of going over in my head of, like, what words am I going to use? They all of a sudden just said, do you want to make out? And I was like, okay, well, I guess I know where they're coming from. Yeah. I like that one. Do you want to make out? Yeah. I mean, it's very um, consent forward, which is good. Totally. Uh, but it also opens up a conversation. Yeah. And and, and it, it's an, it's, it is a closed question, a yes or no question. Uh, so you could say, I'm good. Would you like a glass of wine? Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean often I think to. it will invite a conversation. Or a makeout session. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so if you were uh, thinking the same thing, how do I get this thing started? How do I get the making out started? Then you're like, as a matter of fact, I would like to make it. Thank you. Mm. Uh, In that case, we ended up actually having a bit of a conversation. Like, is this a good idea? Is this not a good idea? Just because of some like other things, acquaintance, new, just some like friend dynamics and things like right. that. We, but, we, we are in a small town. <laughs> yes. And, th- and I know that that really is a uh, uh, complicating factor mm-hmm. for many people. I work with your sister. Right? We're in or the same extended friend group or whatever, know. right? Mm-hmm. Like I play hockey with your bro or that kind of thing. You know, so like it's it's uh it's worth having that conversation. But here's the thing. Conversation can be really hot and the more you do it, the better it gets. So the more you spend time, not everybody wants to 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 uh, analyze everything every time, but sometimes it's really good and sometimes should be more often than not. Because if you get to know, that's how you get to know somebody, right? I mean, the beginning of all relationships is smoking, usually. That's what, but that, that does fade. And so if you don't really know each other, it'll fade faster. Back to the sort of friends thing, I, ha- I knew someone who, a woman who was hanging out with a, a male friend, and the male friend kind of said to her at one point, this is this isn't a I'm asking you to do something, but this is not a date. And she was kind of offended because she was like, "Well, I didn't assume it was." And you know, it's 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 easy to be hurt by that kind of thing, but at the same time, it's just better to put things out there sometimes because you can't make assumptions. It's not always what you say; it's timing and how. So, it's like the the you had an example of one where you were going on a date and you weren't sure if you should pay for his four beers. <laughs> well, I was saying often, you know, if I'm going out with a man, it's not unusual for me to have one beer or for them to have like two or three. Right. Um, just because I'm a slow drinker. And so I'm always, I always like overthink of like, I don't want to like have the man pay for my drink. But then I was like, at the same time, they just drink a lot more than me. So what do I do with this situation? 
And then you just, that, what did I say? <laughs> Your advice was saying, would you like to split the bill? Yeah. And I've used that at least twice now. And? Uh, maybe three times. Okay. It always works marvelously. Right. And and you had brought this up before too with me is, do I have the same kind of overthink when I'm out with my girlfriends? And I totally do. It's not just a dating thing, actually. Okay. It's sort of like a social thing too. It's For like, you, like, should I cover the bill? Should I be that person? Mm-hmm. Nobody expects it though. I guess I think like maybe the other person expects it. So then if I say, oh, well, take separate bills then they're going to judge me as cheap. But I find every single time I'm out with someone, they want to split the bill. So yeah, yeah, it's just me. You know who I expect to pay the bill? My parents. That's who. Mm. That's the only people on the planet that I'm like, yeah, slide the bill to my dad. (laughs) I I make some like uh, gestures to pay, but it's so so far (laughs) in my life has never been successful. I was thinking about this the other day with my grandma who's turning 100 in January. That in all her, well, in all my life, um, I never managed to buy her anything except for gifts, but uh, everything was always on her. So Yeah. So otherwise, if it's not your grandma who's turning 100. It's not your grandma or your parents. Or your parents, then you can probably safely assume that splitting the bill is going to be okay, right? Like it really is. But it's the, the point is, is you were asking. Which is respectful, right? Because the other piece is, is that if, what if you just did it and that makes the other person feel really awkward and they didn't want that or they think that there's expectations to that or whatever. I have before also totally accidentally forgotten my wallet on a first date and luckily (laughs) only had a beer. Like it's, it's really not a big deal, but, but I was like, I was like, I swear that was not intentional, but I kept searching like every pocket three times and I was like, oh my God. That reminds me of that worst date scenario I had in university. I eat that. Yes. Tell us about that. <laughs> so I'm going to preface this with what she drove. Okay. She picked me up. Mm-hmm. And it was legit that time that uh, my truck was actually in the shop. So mm-hmm. I said, can you give me a lift? So she came and picked me up. And again, I suppose it doesn't really matter who drove, but she came in a Fiero. I'll let that linger. I actually don't know what that is, <gasps> but it, it's a sports car. An expensive nah, sports car? It's a Pontiac. Oh. Oh my gosh. That's So it's kind of like... Okay. So for I suppose there's a there's a group of people when I just go it was a fiero. And we have some dead air. Just give it some seconds to dangle there like slime. I should have known what you rolled up. So we went to this really great restaurant, it's an Italian restaurant in in Victoria where I was going to university at the time and I was the epitome of broke student. I lived in a crappy apartment above uh like like, let's just say it was a crappy apartment. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And I didn't really have enough money to go out for dinner. <laughs> and so we're sitting there and the whole time having that anxiety. Mm-hmm. We should split this. But she was definitely like the man pays. And it was like a hundred and twenty dollar bill. Oh, this wow. was like that's 90. when you're in university. That's huge. And that was like ninety six. Right. Yeah. That's so, big dollars. Wow. Yeah. And so I went to pay, and of course my debit card is rejected. Rejected. Oh my god! I think I only had like forty bucks in the bank. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. And oh god, I was mortified. So then I had to go. I had. To, you had to dine and so dash. So she paid. That's <laughs> right. I just booked it. <laughs> you can't go back to. Victoria. I always wore sneakers to dinner. <laughs> no, no, no. So then <laughs> she paid, but insisted I pay her back, and then drove for the full thing, or just the, for your half. Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think probably for the full thing. She probably wanted that. But I think I, 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 I had the courage to say I can't afford that. But then we had to go back to my house 
and I had to bust my piggy bank open. <laughs> oh, because you had to pair back like that then, instant? She, the oh the date was never going to... That never seems gonna, like highway robbery. It was terrible. <laughs> like Can you see the look on my face right now? at your apartment door with like Oh, a yeah, crowbar. she wouldn't come in waiting for me to open my, open my change jar, which oh was God. largely pennies. <laughs> Because <laughs> we still have pennies in the So 90s. does this woman have a podcast and she's oh, now telling this story? I <laughs> really hope that she's listening. And then this guy. I hope you sold the Fiero. He gave me like $5 in pennies <laughs> for our $120 bill. Can you imagine? Like they show up like, you listen to this podcast. You like Frisky North of 60. You might also like this one. <laughs> it's her. Oh, God. <laughs> That would be that would be great. That would, that would be great. <laughs> All right, so let's so, just split the bill, folks. Yeah. Would you like to split the? Split would the you bill? like to split the bill? Mm-hmm. Um, m- moving on in um, relationship, <laughs> Sorry, I've gotten like, from Mark. I'm all right. I'm all like embarrassed still. Like it triggers me still. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great story, though. <laughs> okay, so a lot of the advice you have given me, um, it's quite question oriented. Um, which is, again, like I said earlier, kind of inviting conversation. So another uh, piece of advice you gave me was when I had been dating this person for a little while and then they were going away for a while and I wanted to establish the nature of our relationship. And I was struggling with the wording to use. And um, in this case, based on what I told you, you suggested saying, would you like to be exclusive? Right. Uh, which, when it all boiled down to, was exactly kind of what I was wondering because we were going to be apart for a month or something like that. And we'd only been dating for a couple of months. Um, I wasn't coming into it with any specific expectation. I just wanted to open up the conversation. And I think as a woman, sometimes too, we, or I should speak for myself, I get this, again, overthink of like, how can I bring this up without him thinking like I'm trying to dig my claws into him or reading into it and thinking that like I'm trying to get more out of this relationship. Right. right. You're playing the tape a little bit too far forward. Exactly. Right. And so that was a, a question again that... Um, yeah. Would you like, it was, so what happened? Uh, <laughs> um, he said Yes. He said, yes, I'd like to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we said, like, let's be exclusive, like, until we decide otherwise or, you know, for now, let's be exclusive. Right. Yeah. And it was so, it was very, um, it was very easy. Yeah. So sometimes with those sorts of uh, scenarios, we're, you're, we're both thinking the same thing. And also these days, uh, maybe not even these days, but generally speaking, like you need to think about safe sex, right? Too. Yeah. Like if you're intimate with someone, um, that's a question you need to know. You need mm-hmm. to have these conversations about like, are you with going to be with other people? And that that's actually a question you need to have quite early on. Really, would, yeah, early. Like as some people they put it in their Tinder profiles, right? Like it's if you're not if you don't want to be exclusive with somebody and you 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 advertise that. I'm not looking for full-time permanent. Yeah, or also like maybe at the beginning of a relationship, you know, you have a bunch of Tinder dates lined up, you know, until things get serious. Maybe you're kind of dating around a little bit, even if you're not ethically um, non-monogamous, kind of like further down the road. Anyways, it's good questions to ask. Well, I think if I have a thought about that, there's a, I don't know how accurate I am with this, but I do think that we are returning to the world of dating. So, I think about my grandparents, they would court and you might be courting one person, 
Or you might be going to the dance on Friday with one person and then you're going out for lunch with another from church on Sunday or whatever. Like you may have more than one person that you're, you're interviewing. And that was okay because none of that, it never did end up in the bedroom. At least I'm pretty sure in the 40s. Well, I think people did have extramarital sex. I'm not saying that it was, but it was way it was more, a lot harder. it was a lot less likely. Just, just, just culturally mm-hmm. less society. To, yeah. yeah we, we were less willing to do that. And so people would date multiple people and it was okay. You're right. It was like interviews. Yeah. You really were looking for a life partner. And in many ways we've returned to that with dating apps and things like that. Is it, but we have to say now it was accepted. Perhaps it was accepted. Then that's what my grandmother told me. But now we say, I'm seeing a few different people. Are you okay with that? And, uh, you know, whether you're trying to choose or you're not choosing is sort of irrelevant in that conversation. Uh, another thing I, I find with myself is sometimes, so I'm in this current relationship and um, I don't, I've never wanted to have kids. I don't need to get married, but I still feel this, uh, I feel this like need to maybe play the tape down the road, as you're saying, or like get some sort of like guarantee or I, I want, I don't know, it's just some sort of like feedback about like, How's the relationship How going? We doing and that's here? a hard conversation to have. And the response I got recently about sort of that topic, he said, well, I haven't thought about dumping you. I was like, ah. okay, well, that's well, that sounds right. positive. Yeah, everybody likes to do the limbo, have the, set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> he know? didn't mean it like in a rude way. No, I know he didn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, sure he did. but also it was like, I didn't really know what, what was I asking. Like, I guess, how do you feel about me? Maybe yeah. you can tell me. What should I ask? That's if I want to have like a check-in on the relationship and like, how are things going? There's a few different ways you could do that. The first one that comes to mind is uh, self-disclosure. So seeing how you're doing and you're, I've been thinking about us and what's been going on for us and how much I've enjoyed this time together and wondering how you're doing with it. So basically, I'm really happy. Are you happy too? Yeah, I'm but, not in those exact words. Yeah, but yeah. I'm kind like of trying to keep it, trying to keep it where you are encouraging them to say something. Because if we ask a yes or no question, they could just say yes, but it doesn't really tell you the answer, does it? You want you you're hoping that he says something to you about his experience with you, right? That's what you're aiming for. I think so, but I also think part of that is just the sort of more societal thing about like trying to get to some end goal that actually doesn't exist. Like I am happy right now and right. other person is too. So, right. So was that, that was that the piece that was underpinning your question when you asked him? I mean, I didn't have, I didn't actually have any doubt. Like I felt like everything was going really well, but I, maybe I just wanted to hear some reassurance. Yeah. So the, the idea of reciprocity in a relationship is really important so that you're receiving as much as you're giving, or at least you feel like you're receiving what you need and they're giving what they need. That part's really important. And that's actually what keeps us attracted to somebody. When that sort of dies, if it dies, uh, people stay together for all sorts of reasons, usually financial children, you know, intertwinedness. But if you're not receiving from your partner and they're not receiving from you, that's a great thing to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what you, it sounds like that's what you were asking. How's it going for you? It's going great for me, right? Mm, And is there anything I can do differently? Is there something that you're not receiving from me? And and those questions are really, they're hard to answer, especially if there is something. And and it's still easily avoidable. Like you could ask that question and they could still say, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, it's great. 
right? It's really nice to date someone who's a good communicator. You really notice when, it's when a you skill. are or not. Yeah, it's a skill. To learn how to speak is a skill. Learn how to emote. Uh, it also requires a certain amount of self-awareness. So so the, the, part, the person has to be able to know what they're feeling and be able to articulate what they're feeling. One thing I found really helpful recently was doing actually like a structured communication exercise where there was like these three questions that we asked each other one at a time. And we weren't allowed to respond to the statements until like the very end of the exercise. Uh, That was the first time I'd done something like that um, with a partner. And I found it very, um, yeah, useful just to be like, okay, these are the things that we're asking each other. And it was things like, what do you want? What do you love? Like, what are you afraid of? And it, it was within the context of the relationship, but also like our lives. There was kind of two parts to it. But um, we kind of decided that we'd like to do that exercise like every month or every two months or X amount of time just because it's good to have a bit of a framework around this dialogue. And it takes effort and you, and it requires doing it um, intentionally. You can also make it a game, though. Like, like every time he gets a question right, you take off a piece of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did suggest, like, uh, you know, because when you start dating someone when you're in your, like, as I am, late 30s, um, like, you've lived, well, I've lived, like, oh, it seems like a long time, and there's a lot that someone doesn't know about you. So I suggested playing, like, two truths and a lie every so often just to, like, learn more about each other's backgrounds. I thought that was kind of... That's a great guy. That's a great idea. So did you do that? Just once. And it did not include strip. Oh, you should be strip playing strip game. strip two, two, two truths in a lie. <laughs> that you totally should be. Or, or make it a drinking game. Yeah. Which also ends up taking clothing off too. Yes. Um, I, had a, I had a girlfriend in, before I moved to the Yukon who uh, had this rule that if you were arguing, while you were in the middle of the heated argument, you had to start taking off your clothes. If you were arguing in the middle of an argument? Like while you're in the middle of this argument, you're intentionally fighting. You have to start taking off your clothes. And that was like, like something like the couple had decided. By the time you're not wearing anything, the fight's over. <laughs> and then and then you're making up. And it happens all in this. It's all one line. No, like two days later thing where you have to suffer through the silence. You, you're by the end of the argument, you're in bed. That's That's funny. Or on the couch or wherever. that was her rule Mm -hmm. Uh, i was a willing participant okay yeah did you fight a lot consequently consequently yeah we tend to like can we have a fight right now (laughs) are you trying to fight with me (laughs) is this this an argument no whatever works (laughs) it's getting hot in here (laughs) it's just a hoodie uh, yeah, the, it, this is the Yukon. We're wearing like five different yes, layers I, right now. I'm wearing so. a very thick wool wool hoodie. That's zipper going up, by the way. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share? Oh, <laughs> well, not, not to put you on the spot or anything. Maybe a little on the spot. I I, I literally have um, an endless supply of of uh, on the spot answers, which I can't access at this moment. Uh, well. If you have some questions, <laughs> <laughs> please frisky north of 60 at gmail.com. Or actually, uh, if you'd like to share um, the most valuable relationship advice mm-hmm. you've gotten, uh, we can share that on the show um, anonymously or not. You can get in touch with us on Facebook or Gmail. 
uh, any way you like. On the Twitter. On the Twitter, yeah, at Frisky North of Sixty. You can use the Google to find us if you need to. Mark, I uh, I look forward to. Uh, a long season, hopefully not too long, of a season two <laughs> right, with you. That's right. That's right. You don't have as much time now. <laughs> not as much time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse Yukon. Sometimes we use the podcast studio at Uconstruct. And sometimes I record in my closet. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Thanks for listening in. We would love to hear from you with story ideas or feedback. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof with the number 60 at gmail.com. We'd also love to get a rating, preferably four stars or above, from whatever podcast app you are using. Thanks very much, everybody. Stay frisky. Stay frisky. Okay, wait. We just had to come back in. Okay, what's the question? This is like the, we should make this like the Easter egg at the end of the show. Oh, the post-addendum? The post-addendum. The, like, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Did you listen long enough to get the good stuff? Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier how you had a lot of time. This was your significant other. This podcast was a significant other. Now that you have a significant other for almost half a year, mm-hmm. which is not a long time, but it's not a short time. Do you think your interest for this podcast and the topic will start to wane because you're focusing in on that relationship, like just like Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I definitely I understand now <laughs> uh, how that would happen, but it's more just realizing like relationships do take time. Um, so all the time that I spend with someone now used to be time that I would just do whatever I wanted with. And I'm not, that's not a complaint. It's just an observation. So, um, I would say my interest isn't any lower in this podcast because every time we talk to someone, I just, I always just find it super interesting and and exciting. And I love, I love the stories we hear. So it'll just, time will tell whether or not the, the time remains. What about you? Well, I love podcasting. So my first podcast I did was on photography. And then when it ended abruptly, without warning, from a major Canadian public broadcaster, <laughs> I wanted to do another one. And I like talking about dating and sex. I, when I was a counselor, I had a colleague who thought that's where I should focus my practice. Like sex therapy? Well, or more or like it's a relationship, relationship therapy. Yeah, not so much sexology, but more focused on and so towards the end of my practice i was doing a lot of couple work and a lot of relationship work and i started my career for like 15 years plus with almost exclusively with youth and as time went on i was mostly like youth in conflict with the law at risk boys that kind of stuff but then as i got older i was more after i got married actually i think that's when it really dropped so i would have done that but i would have, yeah i think i would have so i won't i don't think i'll lose interest in this what i'd like is some more time so i can focus like i would like my other work to be a little less intense so that I can focus on this and take some things off your plate, Karen, because Karen is the Atlas, uh, the Atlas, you know what I mean? Like the carrying of the globe for this podcast. Well, thanks, Mark. Um, so far, <laughs> it's been a blast. Oh, thanks. You don't have to say that, but it's nice. <laughs>